Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Over the past few months, very high-profile African Americans have come out as being openly hesitant to taking the coronavirus vaccine. They've been ridiculed and bullied, but for the most part, they've stood their ground. What's behind this? Black Americans are standing up against tyranny, fighting back, and resisting the jab. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Hello, Problematics. There is so much going on this week with, uh, you know, everything that's going on in Washington, D.C., the um, $3.5 trillion budget that they are working on, and, and everybody's running around thinking that this is the most important thing in the world. If you want to talk about that, there are probably about 30 different podcasts that you can listen to that are going to be talking about that, and and, and please do listen to them. It's it just, you know, look, watching these spoiled idiots fight over our taxpayer dollars is something that has just failed to interest me. So something that I am interested in and in talking about right now is, you know, there are a lot of high-profile black celebrities that are either resisting the jab or, or being openly sort of critical of this coronavirus vaccine. And it's very interesting because, you know, and, and we talk about this a lot, and I think that sometimes people don't realize um, how much these celebrities have to lose. And, and we're going to talk about, you know, Nicki Minaj. We're going to talk about LeBron James. We're going to talk about this player for the uh, the Orlando basketball team. His name is Jonathan Isaac. And he had probably one of the most um, eloquent and compelling um, answers to this sort of mass pressure that he was getting to taking the the coronavirus vaccine. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Probably one of the most high-profile people to come out as somebody that is critical of the vaccine, as somebody that has made the decision not to get this vaccine, is rapper Nicki Minaj. Now, um, probably about a week and a half ago, a couple of weeks ago, you got a very, very poor quality audio um, podcast of me. I was in Italy at the time when this all happened, and I kind of broke a little bit of that down, so I'm not going to rehash that territory. But I do apologize for for the quality of that audio. I'm literally like on my ear ear pods, um, you know, in a in a freaking villa in Italy when all of this stuff is going on. It was insane. I wasn't even on social media at the time. But just the idea that Nicki Minaj is attacking Joy Reid and then she's retweeting Tucker Carlson and getting attacked. It was crazy. So Nicki Minaj is, is one of the most high profile people that has basically come out and said that she is critical of the vaccine and, and is choosing not to take it at this time. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there was the Met Gala, there was the MTV Video Music Awards, um, these two big events that required all of their attendees to be vaccinated, and Nikki basically came out and said that I am not going to do this. Well, when she came out, when she came out against the media narrative that is being pushed about this coronavirus vaccine, she was roundly attacked, and it, it really did remind me of the way. So I came into prominence probably about um, in, in mid to late 2018. And if you remember in 2018, Kanye West was public enemy number one for the left because he came out, he put the MAGA cap on, he went and had that crazy um, Oval Office press conference with, with President Trump. It was just, it was a, it was a wild moment. And I remember I was doing a lot of TV news at the time, and a lot of it was me just sitting back in awe at how these structures just came out to attack and destroy Kanye West. 
because he came out as somebody that supported Trump at the time. And obviously, um, he has backed off of that a little bit since. But, you know, he's he's red pilled. He's maybe run for president. Who knows? What happened to Nicki Minaj after she has basically said that I don't want to take this vaccine. I want to do my research. You know, I don't feel comfortable being mandated to take this right now. So the response from the mainstream media to her was very much like how Kanye was attacked. Now, you had, of course, Joy Reid, the only black woman with even a semi-primetime news show on the left. So she started the attack. And, and, and on her show, she said, oh, sister, sister girl, you know, you have such a big, big platform and you want to, you know, talk to the people and all that stuff. And what I love about what the left says when they talk to, when they speak down to black people, when they, especially ones with large platforms, they want to talk about the fact that she is not using her platform in the way that they see fit. So Joy Reid started the attack and then the attack went on. It started with Joy Reid, then it was Colbert and Kimmel and, and there were just all of this, this press stuff. You know, Don Lemon came out and said, he basically made a, a veiled shot at, you know, Nikki's body. He said, oh, well, you know, there's people that inject things into their butts and all that stuff, but you know, they're critical about the coronavirus vaccine, right? So when you see this stuff happen to a black celebrity that is in the public eye, public eye, you have to understand that this is part of an agenda. So the one of the ways that the mainstream media and that the entertainment industry controls the thoughts and minds of black Americans is via our entertainers. Um, the entertainers to the African-American communities are iconic. These are role for better or worse, mind you, because th these are certainly not people that I would want to have role models for, for my kids, but they are. And so these people are role models. And so one of the ways in which black thought is controlled in America is via these celebrities. And so when a celebrity that has reached this status in America, and especially in the African-American community, when they say things that are not a part of the agenda, well, then they must be destroyed. So this is what happened to Kanye West. This is what happened to Nicki Minaj. This is, a, you know, a version of this happens to every black person that dares to, you know, not tow the, the Democratic Party line. It has happened on a much, much, much lower level to me. It's happened to people like, you know, Candace Owens. It's happened to, to, to people like, you know, our great Congressman Burgess Owens. You know, um, it, it happened to Herman Cain. Uh, God rest his soul. You know, this is somebody who was just so inspirational. And he was he was literally just devolved into, you know, degraded into being some sort of coon, quote unquote, by the left. So this is what they do. Right. And so Nikki came out as somebody that is critical of this. And she saw what happened to her the second that she stepped out of line. And she did an Instagram live. And, and she talked a little bit about this. I mean, this live goes on for, for 30 minutes. I don't care if you are a Nicki Minaj fan or if you're not, if you don't even know who Nicki Minaj is, I hope problematic that, that you guys know who Nicki Minaj is. I really think that you should seek this out. Go to her Instagram. Her Instagram is at Nicki Minaj. She did a whole like 25 minute live, but I'm going to play you just a minute of what she had to say. And this is after all of the blowback that she got. Now we have to... Uh, attack her personally. I want you guys to see what is happening. And they and they had to make sure it came from a black person first, because if it came from a white person, the black people would be like, oh, you're racist in this. So let's peep this. The first attack was from a black woman. 
Now, this thing to assassinate my character is from a Uncle Tamiana, black, quote unquote, black man. When 80% of the artists that y'all following right now feel like I feel about the vaccine. Obviously, she's right. And there are a lot of people that are in Hollywood, that are in the entertainment industry, particularly African-Americans, particularly, you know, rappers, entertainers, whatever, that are resistant to this, but they are afraid to say so. Because what this is doing is sending a message to any other entertainers that get out of line that you see what we did to Kanye, you see what we did to Nikki, we will do that to you. But there's something going on here because Kanye West is far beyond canceled. The man just had the number, he just released another album that was number one a couple of weeks ago. These people are, are, are iconic, you know, in the black community. So they can't be as easily discarded and destroyed and, and degraded as you know, somebody like me or somebody like Candace or or maybe like a Brandon Tatum or a Kim Klasick or just another, you know, black conservative political commentator, right? Because these people have achieved such heights in the culture. So there is something going on here. I, I think it's something that is profound. What we are seeing is that black people are resisting this vaccine. And now, I, you know, if you're new, problematics, or if you did not listen to an episode that I did maybe three or four episodes back, and this was a pre-record that I did right before I went to Italy, I did an episode called Vaccine Mandates Are Racist. And I really, if you've not listened to that episode, it's one of the episodes I'm most proud of because I'm a political commentator, but I'm also, I'm very, I'm interested in journalism as well. I mean, I, I am interested in data and facts, right? Because facts don't care about feelings, facts are facts. And in that episode, I, I broke down the fact that, and, and now this is CDC data, mind you, the people that are the least likely to have been vaccinated in New York City, when we're talking about vaccine mandates, the group of people that are least likely to be vaccinated are African-Americans. In every state, and I break this down in that episode, like I said, please go back and listen to it. It's a good one. In every state in the union, save for Maine, the amount of black people, the percentage of black people that are vaccinated is lower than the percentage of black people in the state overall, right? So those numbers of the vaccinated African-Americans are not lining up with their percentage of the population, which leads me to believe that there is something going on with African-Americans and with their hesitancy to this vaccine. And, you know, historically, blacks are resistant to government medical mandates. And that goes all the way back to the Tuskegee experiment that I also broke down in, in much greater detail than I will now um, in the episode that is called Vaccine Mandates Are Racist. And what is interesting here to me is that the left seems to be losing control of this narrative and losing their ironclad grip on some of these black celebrities. And you will see there was a, a protest, a vaccine mandate protest, I believe that just happened in New York State. These are people that are Trump supporters and these are people that are on the left that are coming together to resist this stuff. Because what a lot of people do not understand, and I think what a lot of people are missing right now, because we do not have, we have a dearth of independent thinkers in America right now. We have people that listen to whoever's on their side of the aisle. They will just pare it back, you know, those thoughts. And like I said, I will never tell you guys how to think. I want you to think, and I will tell you what I think. And so what's going on now is that there are people that are starting to realize that this move towards vaccine mandates, that this move towards injecting something into your body. Now, 
the decisions that we made about our own personal private health decisions, these are things that used to be private and personal. These are things that used to be apolitical. These are things that didn't used to, I don't know, sort of determine whether you're on the right or whether you're on the left, whether you're a conservative, whether you're you're um, a liberal, right? But now they are because all of this stuff is being politicized, and that is dangerous. And and maybe in a future episode, I will I will break down even more of the failures of the Biden administration right now. But what they are being very successful at is diverting attention from their massive failures in demonizing the other to their base. So as of right now, what is being demonized right now are the unvaccinated. And and so I've got so much more to say about this topic. And what's very interesting right now with all of these black people that are speaking out is now there's this movement of black athletes that are speaking out about how they feel about the vaccine and the mandates. And I'm gonna dig into that after the break. There are a lot of black Americans that are now speaking up about this, about these vaccine mandates, about the coronavirus vaccine. There are people that are starting to realize that telling somebody what to do with their body is wrong. Mandating this by the government is wrong. The government forcing at this point right now, and I'm pretty sure you've heard this in other places, um, the government forcing private companies to mandate vaccines or they're going to fire people. This is wrong. This has nothing to do with public health. This is not a public health conversation because no one of any of these people or any of these brain dead liberals that spew out these talking points because they heard Rachel Maddow say it or Joy Reid say it or whoever said it. None of these people can explain to you or me or anyone else how someone who has decided not to take the vaccine is some sort of physical and health threat to someone who has decided to take the vaccine. It doesn't make any sense because it's not true. This is a political talking point. This is not something that is real. And so when I talk about these black celebrities that are now speaking out, and this is, I I think, fascinating and and very interesting because I I, I really am interested to see how this stuff goes. So LeBron James, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, actually from my hometown, Akron, Ohio, he was getting a lot of public pressure to take this vaccine. And he now, he, he had just now come out and he said that, he is vaccinated. This is what he says. And so you, you never really know whether these people are vaccinated or whether you said anybody can say it. But anyway, so this is what LeBron says. LeBron said that everyone has their own choice and I don't talk about what about other people and what they should do. Of course, that is in this circumstance because he's, you know, very open and willing to tell people what they should do when it comes to Black Lives Matter, when it comes to everybody else. LeBron James is very selective in when he decides that he is going to tell somebody what to do as opposed to when he's not going to tell somebody what to do. He's not going to tell China to, you know, uh, not <laughs> to to stop their genocide on the, you know, the Uyghur Muslims because that, you know, is going to affect his uh, his wallet. But anyway, anyway, I digress. So this is what LeBron said. But he, you know, he he did the thing. You know, he, he says that he got the jab. He says that um, he is vaccinated. But he stopped short of 
getting up on the soapbox and using his status to tell everybody that they need to take this vaccine. This is how um, the left and this is how mainstream media controls black celebrities. They want to own all of these celebrities. And since it is a left wing talking point right now that everybody should be vaccinated and this is how you're helping your friends and neighbors and you are selfish if you don't and in all of this BS, right? Since this is a talking point, he refuse to go along with it. But that, when you do not go along with everything that the left says, this makes them very angry, right? And so I want you to listen to, this is what Whoopi Goldberg said in response to LeBron James. This is what she said on The View. Well, it's kind of funny because if it's not your job, that means that some of those folks that would be coming to see you play are not going to come see you play because they can't get in. See, so it is kind of you. It's not your job to tell people what to do, but you can suggest that you, you know, you figured out that nobody grew a, a second head or a tail when they got the got the shot. I mean, I, I don't know why you that would be hard for folks. You know, so that's interesting. So, oh, Whoopi, uh, you know, I met Whoopi a couple of times, and she really is lovely, but, you know, that was back when I was on the left. She'd probably, I don't know, burn me at the stake right now. But anyway, <laughs> the left loves when they can use celebrities to tell people what to do in order to push their agenda. They love it. And she says that she doesn't want him to tell people that, yes, you do. You absolutely want him to tell people what to do. You want to use his celebrity status and, and his status in the black community to tell people to to get this vaccine. Now, the vaccine hesitancy among the African-American community, among the black community, it, it's very large. People are just not taking this. And mind you, it, it's funny when you listen to what she says. Well, there are some people that may want to come see you that are not going to be able to come to see you because they didn't get the jab. So they are all about these mandates. OK, they love being told what to do. And they love telling other people what to do. And they love moralizing when it comes to decisions that people make about their bodies or, or literally about anything. They love that stuff. And so that was just very interesting, you know, for me to see. Another thing that's interesting is going on. And I want you to listen to this as well. So there is a basketball player by the name of Jonathan Isaac who is, you know, going a little viral right now. He plays for the Orlando Magic. And so, and this is one of the weirdness, this is one of the weird things about what's going on right now. And so now, you have reporters that find it to be their job. They openly just question, you know, these ball players, these celebrities or whatever about their vaccination status. And this is a way that people are pressured to make decisions that they may or may not be comfortable with. So this guy plays for the Orlando Magic. His name is Jonathan Isaac. This clip, and I want you to listen to this, it has been going crazy viral, but this is him basically very eloquently responding to one of these invasive reporter questions about whether or not he decided to get the vaccine. What is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms 
um, from contracting it, but with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, a fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Wow. Actual somebody that is actually saying it should be my free choice to make a personal health decision. And notice what he says about this. That nobody talks about, nobody talks about the the tens of millions of Americans that have already had COVID and recovered from COVID. I had COVID and recovered from COVID in like three days. I'm a young, healthy dude, you know. I work out six days a week. I try to eat well, you know. And nobody talks about that. And nobody has a a a really good answer as to why someone who has had COVID and has recovered from it and has natural immunity um should take this vaccine. And so when you think about that and when you think about this is what the left does. Anyone who does not fall in line with their agenda is demeaned, is bullied, is mocked, is canceled. And this is what they do. They have created a kind of fear in a lot of people that are on their side. People that are afraid to speak up about things that matter, things that are people that are afraid to speak up about the ways that language and, and science and, and, and how we talk about or think about the medical decisions of complete strangers. They have completely degraded a lot of these different things. And there are people that are afraid to even speak up and say this is wrong because they're afraid that they're going to be kicked out of the club. And let me tell you something. This club of the left of the ways in which these people think, the ways in which they exert their power, this club is becoming smaller and smaller because people are starting to figure it out. And I think that this is what happens with the left. I, I, I think that at some point, I think that maybe sometimes the attention, the intentions are good. And maybe sometimes the intentions are positive. At the very beginning, for a second, and then it starts getting into the weirdness. It starts getting into the think like this or we'll cancel you. Take this vaccine or we'll cancel you. Say men can get pregnant or we cancel you. Stop saying women and say pregnant people or we cancel you. Bake the cake. You know, do all these different things. This is what it is right now. It's weird and it's creepy. And now this is something that has bled into personal and private medical decisions. It's weird. It is unreal. But there are people that are waking up, and, and this is starting, as always, you know. This is going to start with people that are bold enough to speak out. 
with people like Jonathan Isaac, people like, you know, Nicki Minaj, people like even LeBron James. Even LeBron James was taking a risk by saying that I took the jab, but I am not going to just forcefully advocate this for other people, or I'm not going to get on a soapbox. And I'm not going to use this position to say that this is what anybody else should do with their body. Even that was a risk because he could have easily have been, you know, drug over the coals. I just don't, guys, problematic, I just don't like this. There is just something that just seems very fundamentally and morally wrong about this. It is morally bankrupt because this isn't about public health anymore. This is about power. This is about control. And it's so funny. I was on YouTube the other day. I think I was um, I think I was doing some research for, for a coming episode or whatever. And I saw in the comment section, this comment was dated a year ago. And somebody was saying, oh, well, you know, you just wait until a year from now when everybody is arguing over, you know, the federal government mandating the vaccines. And I guarantee you, if Donald Trump was reelected, there wouldn't be these kinds of mandates. And the left, their entire talking points right now would be to try to force federal government mandates in the way that they are doing right now. Like this stuff is a joke, but it's scary and it's real. And that is what these people are doing. This is not about public health. What I believe that this is fundamentally about is this is about authoritarianism. But this is also about deflection because these people, and I said this on Twitter, again, same as plug, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. And this is what I've said. These people have the levers of power of every single aspect of society right now, political, cultural. These people have the White House, the Senate, and Congress. These people have 85% of the, the mainstream media in their, in their hands and about 99.8% of the entertainment media in their hands. And yet and still, they are utterly failing. These people cannot get anything done, okay? So while we have inflation, while we have them arguing over, you know, whether or not they're going to vote to, you know, spend $3.5 trillion more in in taxpayer dollars or or money that they're going to print out from the reserve or whatever, these people are all crooks, by the way. These people are crooks. They're disgusting. They are disgusting. They're crooks. And they're arguing about that. It's, it's BS. Just like um, the first bills were BS. These people are spending trillions of dollars in what the, uh, the American taxpayer gets $1,200 of their own money back. It's ridiculous. But anyway, these people are deflecting from the fact that they do absolutely nothing. This administration is failing. They're failing on the border. They're failing with... Inflation, they have failed with Afghanistan. They fail, they fail, and they fail. And what they do while they are in the midst of this failure is to deflect to demonizing your friends and neighbors because they have decided to not take the coronavirus vaccine. Um, it's it's sick. It's really sad. But we're gonna see more of this in the future because this isn't over. Okay, because these people are not done failing, and also these people are not done playing politics because politics is all they do. It is all they do because their policies suck. They are not working. They are hurting the vast majority of the American people in so many different ways. And the only thing they have to do right now 
to sort of distract some of these brain dead people that will vote for them no matter what is to demonize your friends and neighbors because they because maybe they've decided not to take the vaccine and you have or you decided to take the vaccine and they didn't i honestly problematics i do not care who takes the vaccine it is your personal private decision okay there are people in my life that have taken the vaccine and i applaud it for them they needed to my grandmother took the vaccine my mother took the vaccine these are my grandmother's in her 80s my mother has had health issues for for years they need this vaccine and it is their choice to do so i would never judge anybody for taking it and i wouldn't judge anybody for not taking it because what other people do with their bodies is none of my business i had enough enough problems (laughs) keeping my own body together if you guys listen to the last episode you guys will you know you guys will know what i'm talking about so what's going on right now guys problematics is there are people that are utterly failing right now that are trying to distract you from their failures by making you hate your neighbor. And do not fall for this. Do not buy into it. Keep your eye on exactly what they are doing so that you know what's going on. Next up, remember that story about the Border Patrol, the uh, agents whipping illegal Haitian immigrants that are crossing the border? Well, it was all a big lie, and now it has been absolutely exposed. I'll break that down right up next. Okay, guys, so look, there was this fake news story that went all around the planet about a week and a half ago, and the story goes something like this. There are tens of thousands of Haitian illegal immigrants that are crossing the Texas border right now. You saw the migrant camps. You know, now they they got Mayorkas to, to admit that they basically released, I think the number was 17,000 of these people. They've just released them into the country. We're on track right now, by the way, to have a, probably about 2 million illegal immigrants cross the border this year. That's what we're on track for, right? And, and so there was a photo that came out, and you guys can find this, this photo. You can Google it. There was a Customs and Border Patrol agent riding a horse, you know, using the horse's reins, and he's grabbing one of these, you know, Haitian immigrants um, by the collar. He's like trying to wrangle them up. And from the angle of the photo, it seems it almost looks as if this person could be like literally whipping this Haitian immigrant, right? This Haitian illegal immigrant. Now, I don't have to tell you how charged of an image it is. And I don't have to tell you how racially charged of a suggestion it is um, for people to make that Customs and Border Patrol agents are are whipping black illegal immigrants coming across the border. This is a story that went around the world. The New York Times, Axios, Washington Washington Post, everywhere reported this. Every left-wing blog on the planet reported this. Oh, it was slavery. It was worse than anything. This is, you know, this is, you know, the dehumanization of black people, you know, the, 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 the talking points, right? And of course, you know, even Maxine Waters got on the got in on the act. Maxine Waters is one of the most loathsome people in the swamp. This woman has been in office for decades, has done absolutely nothing but enrich herself to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. Um, You know, ethics complaints, the whole thing. And the weird thing about Maxine Waters is that she's held up as some sort of icon 
to black Americans. And I will never understand it, but man, it just really is the power of mainstream media and propaganda. Anyway, so Maxine Waters never misses an opportunity to put her face in front of the cameras and to stoke racial flames because this is what she does. This is how she keeps her seat. This is how she has enriched herself over the past 30 years. This is what she does. So I want you to listen to her. I'm unhappy and I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. He is the one that does not follow the Constitution and would not allow those seeking refuge to be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? Lord, I'm telling you, in a swamp, in a swamp that is full of some of the most disgusting people that you will ever meet in your life, and, and trust me, you know, I've, I've met, I've interacted with a lot of these people. She's one of the worst. She, she really is. So, of course, it was all a lie. And the lie was debunked first when video came out of this entire incident, right? And you saw there was no whipping going on in the videos. The, the CBP agents are on horses. They use the reins um, to control the horses. Of course, they were rounding people up. This is their job. Their job is to protect the border. And of course, you know, even outside of Maxine Waters, you know, I I think Joe Biden, you know, got up and said something about it. You know, just every, you know, leftist media talking head, every propagandist said something about this. And so this was debunked when the video came out and people saw that there was very quite obviously no whipping going on. So this wasn't a... You know, this wasn't modern day slavery. This wasn't white border patrol agents whipping, you know, black illegal immigrants. And side note, I want you to notice as well how easily they conflate illegal immigrants that that happen to be black with black Americans. So the idea is that you are supposed to stand in solidarity with illegal immigrants, just because they they share your skin color. And if you don't, you are you're being racist or, or you're being quote unquote an agent of white supremacy. You know, this is what they say, these these things that they say. I just want to give a little side note because this is, you know, this is who they're they're gonna they're bringing in to basically, you know, take take the place of, of black Americans because the 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 grip on black Americans is falling. So they need to import more people to vote for them. And so this lie was debunked when the video came out. Uh, You know, there were a couple of retractions. I think, you know, Axios retracted it and the New York Times retracted it and all that stuff. But, you know, nobody cares. And, of course, this is all a lie. So this is the photographer. This guy by the name of uh, Paul uh, Rathay. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. But this is his name. So this this is the photographer that took this photo speaking to an NBC affiliate in El Paso. No, not MSNBC. Not CNN, not the Washington Post, not even Fox News, an NBC affiliate in El Paso. The, the, in a local NBC affiliate were the only ones that bothered to seek out the actual photographer and ask him what he saw and what he witnessed on the ground. This is him talking about what he witnessed. The Haitian men started running, running, trying to go around the horses. And that's kind of when the whole thing happened. I didn't ever see him with anybody with the thing. He was swinging it, um, but I didn't see him actually take, you know, whip someone with it, you know? Yeah, you know? Oh, I never actually saw somebody whip somebody with it. This is after a week and a half of just lies. 
it's just propaganda. These people lie and they lie and they lie. And then they go to sleep and then they wake up and then they lie some more. Then they eat, drink some water, and then they lie some more. They lie because they think that you are stupid. Now, there is an element of the left. And, you know, and this goes for both sides, by the way. There is a brain dead element on both sides of the aisle that is not interested in the truth. They're interested only in their propaganda and only in their talking points. So there is an element of the left that is not interested in the fact that this was a lie. Because to them, the ends justify the means. Because to them, America is this horrible racist place. We should not have closed borders. And anybody that enforces border protection and that has white skin, mind you, is automatically racist. And if they're enforcing the border and they have black skin, then they're just, you know, black agents of white supremacy. This is, this, is, this is how these people think. Okay. And so to them, they do not care that they're being lied to because to them, the ends justify the means. And like I said, you know, this, this stuff goes on on the right to, you know, I, I believe a smaller level. So you want to ask yourself, did you even know that this story was debunked before you listen to this? I'm sure that you heard of the story, and I'm sure that you heard you 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 probably like like if you have common sense and decency and any sort of empathy, it probably horrified you when you heard the story of CBP agents literally whipping black immigrants with whips. That would horrify any person with empathy, any person with with a with a heart, you know. So you probably heard this story and was horrified by it. You probably did not hear this retraction. You probably did not hear that it was debunked. You certainly did not hear the voice of the photographer behind the photo saying that the media narrative that was spun as a result of his photo was a lie. And the interesting thing about this is that this will be memory hold. The photo will be memory hold. It's all retracted. It'll go nowhere. The, you know, the lie goes all around the world. And the truth before the truth gets out of the gate. And the thing about this is, is that, and this is how the left works. You have to understand that this is how the propaganda works. Is that if there was no video debunking this, and that photographer decided to lie and say that he did see an agent whipping somebody. Oh, this would be next year's Pulitzer Prize winner for photography. This person would be wealthy and famous, successful. He'd be on all the news channels and all of this stuff. If he had decided to lie about it. But, he, you know, he couldn't lie because the video's out there. Um, and so this is how this propaganda works. So like I said, this photographer was speaking to a local NBC affiliate. He wasn't speaking to MSNBC. He wasn't speaking to CNN. He wasn't doing New York Times interviews. He's speaking to a local NBC affiliate. You probably did not even know his name until you listened to this. So ask yourself. Why did you not see this on any mainstream media news sources? Because disinformation, that is their favorite buzzword, disinformation. This is the buzzword that they like to use for anything that doesn't fit their narrative. But the mainstream media, the propaganda peddlers of the left, participate in misinformation more and disinformation more than anybody else. These people do not want you to know the truth. And they want to suppress and they want to censor people like me, people like a lot of the, the people that you probably listen to, because you're not going to get this stuff. 
from MSNBC and, and CNN and all this stuff because these are propaganda peddlers. What they are doing is not reporting, it is spreading propaganda. And when the lie is caught and the truth comes out, they just move on to the next lie because this is what they do. And it's sad because like I've said before, problematics, I believe in actual reporting. I believe in real journalism. I believe in somebody actually reporting this is what's going on on the ground. But we are in a post-truth era. We are in a post-reporting era. I don't know what the era um, that we are in right now is. Because a lot of these people, I will say, that have a conservative bias. I obviously do. Everybody knows you know, what side of the aisle that I fall on in, in the way that I look at things. But there are so many different people who like to present themselves as objective, that like to present themselves as independent, that are nothing of the sort. These people see their jobs and their entire existences as to support, you know, the Democratic Party, to support that agenda. It is deeply unfortunate. So this is just one of the more recent and more damaging lies that have come from the left. But I guarantee you problematics over the next Three years and three months, God knows, there's going to be a lot more of them. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And to hear more of my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to GingrichD60.com slash Rob. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers, Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.